Hello there, what's going on? Hey, nothing much. Just wrapping up my work and ready to go home. Awesome. So you drive home every day? Yeah, it's a 30 minute ride, one way, but I'm glad we have podcasts. Yeah, right. So which one are you listening these days? There's this one called Immersive Experiences. I like it. It's really cool. You should give it a try. Highly recommend it. All right, all right. I'll see. I have to carve out some time because, you know, my home is just a couple of blocks away. Anyways, see you tomorrow. Have a good one and enjoy your podcast. I know, this is not a very conventional way to start a podcast episode. But the whole idea was to lay emphasis on our topic for this episode, which is conversations. We are surrounded by conversations almost all the time. Language is the building block of all our conversations. Without language, we not only fail to effectively communicate our thoughts, but also might have stayed oblivious to this world of conversations. Language is the dress of thoughts, a wonderful quote by English writer and poet Samuel Johnson. I once read this article on the internet about why people talk to each other in real world or what is the sole purpose of having a conversation. I was actually surprised by the fact that the precise six reasons mentioned in that article were so true. So why we talk? We talk when we want to give information to someone or to receive an information from someone. We also talk when we want someone to do something or to stop someone from doing something. We talk to make someone feel good and sometimes to make someone feel really bad. Yes, we humans can be mean too. And in this age of social networking, another reason that can be added to the list why we talk to each other is to amuse ourselves. Veiled in anonymity, people we have never met and probably will never meet often leave comments to spark a conversation on social platform. But it's actually very surprising that we humans have very limited reasons to talk to each other. I'm Priya Saraswat and you're listening to Immersive Experiences. And in today's episode, yes, I guess I already told you, we'll be talking about conversational user experiences. We'll talk about its various forms and why it's such a popular topic in design community. If we go back to those six core reasons of why we even talk to each other, I guess they also cover almost all aspects of our digital chat experience today. We live in this digital world of conversation 24 by 7, be it many back and forth messages we share with our friends and family, I don't know how many times a day on apps like iMessages, WhatsApp or Messenger, to reaching out customer service for your undelivered Amazon order maybe. The red circle on any app on your mobile phone is more tempting than a cheesecake. Again, just a hypothetical example. Since 1992, when the first SMS message was sent, the concept of text messaging entered into our life. 27 years later, it became a part of it. Chat, that started with short message service, has evolved over time and turned into a powerful tool for communication in this age of internet and mobile. With multimedia, emoticons, and GIFs, the personal conversations over chat are now more immersive than ever. However, the behaviors weren't changed overnight, rather went through a learnability curve. A chat bubble, 
a bubble with moving three dots, or two blue checks on a WhatsApp message. I think design community has contributed a lot in creating a universal chat language. We implemented these consistent patterns that helped users to quickly recognize and create a mental model that was more intuitive the next time similar pattern is observed. And now we are at the stage where any changes in these applications just comes natural to a user. The key is to make these human-to-human conversations that are happening in digital space as seamless as they are in their natural surroundings. While personal chat is ubiquitous in our daily lives, another groundbreaking technology is slowly and steadily entering in our conversational space. It is blurring the boundaries between bots and human. Do you remember the Turing test from our last episode? The idea where conversation with a machine can trick you in thinking that you are actually talking to another human? In this episode, we'll talk about that very early form of machine learning, which is widespread in our present chat experience through chatbots. And to talk more about this topic, I have someone with me in today's episode. Someone who is working on designing experiences for chatbots for a couple of years now. And I'm pretty sure he'll help us get some answers on how to go about designing for this emerging and very much prevailing form of conversational UX. Hello again, Aryan, and this time for real, no more podcast marketing. Honestly, I think that was a cool way to advertise. And thanks for the introduction. Hello, everyone. I'm Aryan, and I'm a designer too. So if I may ask, why design? For me, design is a way out of confusion. And I think every complex system should be simplified. Conversational UX is one of the topic I think I've spent some time on, and it's worth exploring. Yeah. Hey, do you remember Eliza? I know we weren't even born at that time, but I guess I still have these memories of chatting on a black screen with someone who was very polite. You are absolutely right. Guess what? When I was researching about chatbots for my talk in Seoul last year, I came across it and it was like deja vu. I still remember my brother and I taking turns to speak to it when we were kids. That's so funny. Anyways, today when we think of conversational UX, Things that instantly come to our mind are voice assistant like Google Home, Alexa, Cortana, Siri, and chatbots. But when we think about building these experiences for those two categories, uh, which are voice-based and text-based digital assistant, what do you think? How similar or different are they? It's a very interesting question. I think fundamentally, the foundations for both voice and text-based bots are the same natural language processing through understanding and generation. A common expression is NLP is equal to NLU plus NLG. However, with voice assistance, there is another crucial aspect attached, which is speech recognition. And if your audience is global, speech recognition can get really tricky. Yeah, I know about that. I have some first-hand experience in that one. Do you want to try it out? Yeah, why not? Hey, Google. Play Pratik Kohar on Spotify. I looked for Kohar on Spotify, but it either isn't available or can't be played right now. Hey Google, play Pratik on Spotify. Sure, playing Pratik Kohar on Spotify. That's so great. Hey Google, stop. 
Yeah, I think we got it, what you meant by like the complexities behind the speech recognition, especially when we, ha we are dealing with so many different accents, uh, things become really tricky. Yeah, but keeping the complexity of speech recognition aside, it's not the words that we are interested in, rather intentions behind those words. Exactly. Knowing your user's intention is the key to design solution, be it a chatbot or any other product. But also, there is this definition by Norman and Nielsen Group about chatbots that they are, especially the text-based conversational interfaces, are poor relative of the intelligent assistant. I know we had these conversations in the past where we talked about how chatbots or even voice assistant for matter can support a user only with a limited set of tasks, which sometime, I guess most of the time, is not a great experience. But I think I'm very optimistic about this technology and I think they are very much in a learning phase. What do you think? I think the future of chatbots is not very different from any other AI system. Interface, no interface, doesn't matter. But is it a perfect world? Machines can be frustrating at times, as we saw in the earlier live testing with Google Home. Same is the case with any text-based chatbot. They may not provide you the info you need, but it's not a platform problem. It's a design problem, since you can ask a question in a bunch of different ways. With Google Duplex, we have reached a milestone and the conversations with machine is getting more human, but AI is not ready yet. In the world of chatbots, we are still all beginners. So if I have to answer your question at this time, I will say yes, but maybe not a poor relative rather than an evolving one. I think if we train it well with the right sample data and empathetic design, future is going to be awesome. Yeah, talking about design, I think the most important aspect of conversational UX is to build the experience which is modeled after natural human conversation. But at the same time, this whole concept of mapping the experience to real world is a little daunting. I mean, reducing the thickness of the technology wall that exists between a chatbot and a user, it doesn't look like a simple task. What comments do you have on that? And... Like, for sure, it's not a simple task. If you see how we are having a conversation here, it's a very complex give and take of sentences. Yeah, exactly. When I think about designing these experiences, the focus is not only to make it seamless and human, but also to avoid any form of dead ends in a user's journey. Content strategists play a really crucial role in designing conversational UX. The tone of voice, sentence creation, understanding intent, etc. The trick lies in making the transition seamless, but at the same time, it's also about being transparent. If something is beyond the capability of the bot, then be transparent about it. Of course, provide few suggestions or recommendations based on your interpretation of user's need, but don't be annoying and bring the human support immediately when needed. Be mindful of the context and anticipate the next path user can go to. This becomes extremely important in a customer support scenario. And I guess that's a per perfect segue to our next question, which is around why these big companies are going after conversational UX, especially chatbots in customer service and support space. Personally, I guess I'll prefer to chat my way through any concern or help on a product rather spending my time with an agent over a call, which is mostly on hold. But is that behavior more generalized these days? You're very right, Priya. We are millennials. 
I think us as a generation have evolved too. And we prefer more text messaging as compared to real-time voice calls. And why not? It is asynchronous in nature so that I can go and like the latest picture you just posted on Instagram about your post podcast and come back to get a resolution of my problem. No more holding the user hostage on a phone call. There are other factors as well. Usually when you call a customer care number, you're not connected to an agent right away. First, you have to traverse the difficult IVR tree structure, like press one for English, two for Spanish, etc. Also, human resources are limited. And if there is a situation where more people are needed instantaneously, it's just not scalable to grow the numbers. But the bots, on the other hand, can service as many simultaneous users as there can be. Companies have realized all of these factors and are moving towards the efficient technology offering. Having said all of that, I think it's important to evaluate whether my product need a bot or the existing platforms will be able to support its functionality. It's like a domino effect. One crappy chatbot experience can give a bad name to the entire evolving technology. Absolutely. I think we should be mindful of our business choices and should focus on building a product right and not just picking the right product. In case of a conversational UX, we should try to solve the crucial piece which is making it more natural. Human conversations are complex. We know they are not linear. We hop on and hop off from one topic to another, make random comments, pause between and sometimes abruptly close a conversation. From a technological standpoint, it will take us a while to deal with this kind of unpredictability. But where we are with bots right now, I think it's still very hard for them to understand the complex emotions and the use of contextual information. It sometimes feels like we are talking to someone with little or very short-term memory, which can get frustrating at times. The aspect of empathy and emotional intelligence are vital for any conversation and it will take these bots a while to learn all these complexities. But people aren't fooled easily, so Turing test is still a long shot. But that said, we shouldn't underestimate the pace at which technology is advancing. As Bill Gates once said, we always overestimate the change that will occur in the next 2 years and underestimate the change that will occur in the next 10 don't let yourself be lulled into inactions that brings us to the very end of this episode thank you aryan for joining us and for the great conversations around chatbot thanks for having me i really enjoyed our discussion today and in our next episode we'll talk about another important topic in design which is emotional intelligence But before you go, don't forget to rate this podcast and leave your feedback on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or whichever platform you listen your podcast on. Stay tuned for more and keep those creative juices flowing.